Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. It is not the Grateful Dead. They are far from the greatest band of all time. (laughs) Andrew, I'm sorry. You may be a doctor, but not a doctor of rockology. (laughs) Anyway, They Might Be Giants (laughs) is the greatest band ever, and we're going to talk about Dr. Sci-Fly off of the Escape Team. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. This is uh, it's been great, kind of planning for this, and uh, I've been listening to your show ever since I found out about it, and love it. So glad to be a part of it. Yeah, man, I've been listening to a lot of your show too. It's uh, it's a bit tougher with you. Um, so Andrew's Daily Five is the name of your show, and it comes out every every day. weekday, <laughs> and. And you're like, oh, but it's short. But like a lot of these, I've been, I've, I, I haven't gotten through all the guitarist ones that you're doing, the greatest guitarists list yeah. with your brother, uh, because they creep up on a half hour most of them. And my commute to my new job, like setting up my new uh, room at school, is <laughs> is four minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not gonna be able to tackle it in that four minutes. Yeah, these are a little longer. Usually my episodes are about twelve minutes. That's what I go for. Just a quick little five songs. Uh, but yeah, right now my brother and I are, are doing the greatest guitarists of all time. We've gotten a little little bit of flack here and there for some of our choices, but they are our <laughs> opinions, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, and then after this uh, after this uh, section, after this series, I'm going to do the greatest songs from the '90s. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, oh man! So, anyway, have I sent you my giant '90s playlist? I've sp- like I think you did. I yeah, mean, you're I an Apple you Music person, but yeah. yeah. You're an Apple Music person. May I sent you the '80s ones though, because that's what you were doing. You I can't released. remember. Yeah. I, I, so for these lists, what I'm actually doing is I'm actually taking an average of all of the rankings that I'm finding online and just using a point system to get these lists. So th- this is not particularly my rankings of the '80s or the '90s, right? But just right. a you know, just an average of I think for the '90s it was 19 lists that I researched, and you know, if it got if it was number one, it got more points than number two, and so on and so forth. So, but it, it's gonna be cool. That's so, cool. I mean, That's the '90s cool. were a lot of fun. Obviously, I grew up in the '90s, so that was 
kind of the decade that I um, came of yeah. musical age, right? So, yeah, are you? I'm I'm sure I asked you this before. Though, yeah, how are, how old are you? I'm 42. Yeah, so I was born in yeah. uh, the end of '79, and uh, so yeah, 1990. I was basically 10, uh, and that's when I started mm-hmm. listening to music. That's when I started listening to the Outme Giants. So, um, yeah. that was one yeah. of the first bands that I I, I kind of started loving. So. Well then, let's uh, transition over into your TMBG fandom story. Then, yes, yeah, you you set that right up. So, uh, <laughs> so then was Flood the first thing you heard? Then it was, yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was ten, and a friend of mine uh, was like, "Hey, my brother's got this CD. Let's let's listen to it. It's pretty cool." And I think he had also probably seen the was it the Tiny Tunes uh, episode yep. with uh, Particle Man and. Istanbul. Anyway, so he had the CD of Flood, and I went over to his house, and we listened to the whole thing. I think he had maybe heard a few songs, and uh, I'm just like, "This is this is it, man!" I'm like a ten year old little nerd that likes Star Trek and Star Wars, and like yeah. you know all that kind of stuff, and like it was like nerd rock, you know. And I loved everything about it. So it wasn't long before I had saved up whatever allowance I had. I got my own copy of Flood, and then you know, just that's that became kind of my number one band it was them and pink floyd all growing up they were kind of one and two back and forth and um yeah loved them ever since so uh um yeah 1990s when i came in so it didn't take long to get lincoln and their self-titled uh you know a few months later and then basically every time an album comes out back in the day i'd go down to the store and i'd buy the cd nowadays it's uh, pre-order the vinyl it's uh you know (laughs) download on apple music and all that but uh um yeah so i've been pretty pretty big fan ever since Nice. Uh, was was Pink Floyd something that your parents were playing around the house, or <laughs> your brother got you uh, into that too? Or my older sister, yeah, she was uh, four years older than me, so she was fourteen, and um, and so yeah, she had all the Pink Floyd CDs, and I I think I ended up becoming a bigger fan of of them than she did. So I had like mm-hmm. you know the shirts and the books about them, and you know there's not as much info out there with they might be giants, but Pink Floyd, you know, they'd been around. And um, all that. So yeah, it was kind of those two bands growing up. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's I, I mean, bizarre that um, the only book about They Might Be Giants is the thirty-three and a third series right. book yeah. on Flood, right? And I've had both those authors on. Uh, Elizabeth Sandifer was on pretty recently, and Alex uh, S. Alexander Reed, as he's billed on his books, um, was on a year ago, and uh, it's bizarre it, it, it seems almost backwards for a band to have a documentary a full-length documentary movie made about them <laughs> before someone has written a book about them right yeah you know, usually a book <laughs> comes first like a documentary film is like a big deal and i mean that yeah. was that was 22 years ago that they were filming that stuff like mink car was about to come out came out in 2001 um bizarre and i've contemplated that like i've got so much on my plate but i'm like i already knew what i thought was everything about they might be giants and then just (laughs) through this podcast over the past like we're creeping up on four years yeah when this airs it'll be it'll be a couple months away from four years yeah of the podcast that's impressive man and yeah and i will have cracked 200 episodes by then i think i'm not sure what number this will end up being since we're holding on to it for a minute but uh, I've learned a lot about this band that I already loved, and um, one of the biggest compliments that, that people have given me about the podcast is that they came in as casual fans, 
and then became super fans by just hearing the analysis of these songs. That's and, cool. Yeah. You know, inside info and hearing from people in the band or in the band's circles. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's... Yeah, I love what you're doing. It's been a blast listening to. I, I hope to catch up at some point and hear all the back catalog, but I'm going to definitely stay current. And the, the only problem is finding the time to do it. So producing my own yeah. podcast on a daily basis is a pretty big endeavor as it is. So, um, but at some point I'd like to catch yeah. up and I've just, I've loved it. So I'm glad, again, glad to be a part of it. Um, the other thing I was going to yeah, say, I don't know about, if I'll ever catch up on yours. Did you say you cracked no, 500 no. episodes? I'm at 400 episodes. 400. That's bonkers. Yeah, just, uh, just the, produced, the only yeah. other, yeah. The only other person I know that does a daily podcast does he do it on the weekends too uh spencer parks who was one of the very first like big supporters of the podcast he was on the very first patreon episode about the first three tracks of state songs and was on a couple episodes in that first year was on the birdhouse live episode he lives in chicago Mm -hmm. um spencer parks has a uh podcast called the dictionary okay and it literally is he he goes through the dictionary like I think he's still in like C or something and <laughs> new it, word every and day. So, <laughs> wow. yeah, well, well, like he does uh, a page every okay. day. Interesting. So he goes through it, and sometimes there'll just be little. It's it's again, it's kind of like a twelve to twenty minute uh, episodes. And I think he'll you know he'll record a whole week's worth in one shot, and then just you know. Pace and, them. you know, yeah. split them up. But yeah, so, yeah, he says, I read the English dictionary in short sections, comment on it, make bad jokes, and sometimes sing little songs. <laughs> nice. And that then sounds pretty cool. And then you'll pick, yeah, and then he'll pick, like, his favorite word off that page. I actually guessed it on that podcast a couple of years ago and did two episodes, so I read two pages and... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a fun Pronunciations idea. of a couple of words. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot more interesting. Like Like, on paper, it's like listening to a guy read the dictionary but really you do learn <laughs> some cool words yeah but he does a good yeah job of yeah it, so that's cool yeah he he's a fun guy he's in the uh i mean i guess you'd say he's in the film industry he's more in the um one of those unsung heroes of the behind the scenes kind of stuff uh you know post-production kind of stuff but you know, yeah he just got some new gig i got a some new movie that he's involved in i got a can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, I mean it hasn't come out yet. So, uh, so your fandom, you're you're a you're a flood. Yep, I'm a flood Floodite. fan, which has become less and less common. Uh, someone to get into them that long ago, less and less common through my my guests because uh, when I started the podcast, so you, you haven't listened to a whole lot of those early ones. It was friends I knew in real life that were they might be Giants fans. Right, yeah. You know, so, yeah, like my best friend Steve, my old friend David Britton, a comedian from Bloomington. Cara was on episode three. So uh, Patrick was on the Anna Ng episode early on. He's the guy that got me into they might be Giants. And then it was kind of similar with Pink Floyd for you, where uh, I just totally got obsessed with them even more than he did. You know, he he likes them a lot, but... I don't know if he even is up with like their newest stuff, but for him, it was an older sibling, got him into them. He got me into them, uh, Apollo, but most of my friends are around my age, my in real life friends. But as I've made more and more internet TMBG friends, 
right? Uh, yeah, the younger crowd. Just that... skewing younger and younger. Yep. And even, I mean, even people in their 30s, like they weren't, they didn't hear Flood first, most of them. They weren't alive when that Tiny Toons episode aired or, or <laughs> right. you know, they might have heard about them through Malcolm in the Middle. Or, like, like interviewing fans yep. where like the they Disney heard the kids' or, albums yeah, as a kid. Stuff. Right. Like, no came out when I was in college. So to be talking to these people where they're like, yeah, I was five when my parents bought no. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got one foot in the grave. I'm I'm basically, as far as the people that I know, I'm, I would say I'm the biggest They Might Be Giants fan of any of them. And so, uh, you know, so it's nice to kind of meet like-minded people like you and a lot of the people like, I mean, we, we kind of met through the Reddit boards. There was a, I don't remember what we were doing on there, They Might Be Giants, but... Um, we used to kind of started talking. Oh, I think I had I had posted something about my favorite, my top. I had finished my top 100 list of all the They Aren't Be Giant songs, and I'll oh, like, yeah, count yeah, that yeah. down on the podcast as well at some point. Um, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so th- I think that's how we got talking. And um, then I found out about Makes your sense. podcast, and we kind of started chatting ever since. So been cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm I plug my podcast in any possible opportunity. But the, I've done. I mean, the thing is, it's relevant a lot of the time because. Whether it's someone posting something on Twitter or uh, Facebook or Reddit, where they're like, "Have you guys heard this version?" I'm like, "If you'd been listening to the show, you would have known about that version three years ago." Hello, yeah. <laughs> I knew about <laughs> or that. Just a long like, time oh, if you want to, right? Yeah. Or if you want to know more about that, you know, I did a whole episode. Uh, or like, oh, you love Stan Harrison's saxophone playing? I talked to him. You know, like hear his story. He's amazing. Right. Yeah, I mean that dude has played on Radiohead <laughs> songs. I mean he's he's uh, yeah had a really cool career. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that definitely makes sense. Like people, I just love making lists. And you were talking about a huge list you had made. I'm like, oh, that's ambitious. Like I don't think I don't think I've ever made a top 100. Oh, it sucked. I mean, like, I mean, the number songs. of songs that I had to leave off was like, how could I leave this one off? You know, these are like my little. My little children picking between my children, but it was fun. I mean, I felt good once yeah. the list was done, and um, the plan is to count it down with my sister, who be who also became a big They Might Be Giants fan. I, I think I am a little bit of a bigger fan than she is, but the plan is to count them down. She's got a list, I've got a list. We're going to count them down. It should be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll keep you updated as to when it when it drops, but uh, that'll be a lot of cool. Oh, that'll yeah. be cool. That'll be really cool. So yeah, that'll be fun. I've been wanting to have my sister on the show because uh, she's not a huge They Might Be Giants fan, but uh her she does play a lot of the kids stuff uh for her daughters and so my nieces my two nieces their their one of their favorite songs is Roy G Biv so I've, oh, yeah. I've got That's that episode one. blocked out for them so but speaking of uh ranking 100 songs uh they have giant songs what I'm going to do right now I haven't updated this in a while but uh I have uh my spreadsheet of all my song selections and I keep track of my scores I have a separate spreadsheet Called TMBP Score Sorter. Okay. All right. So ah, so you just hit the I'm, you I'm hit going sort to, by number. Yes, I'm, <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to copy and paste my. Uh, I just copy yeah. You get a pretty good idea scores. of what you because how many perfect tens have you given out? Like eight, seven, seven. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. As we so were here we go. Last night you noticed they were all John Linnell songs. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I feel bad. The about Lennon that. McCartney songwriter. <laughs> uh, I guess the one thing that's screwing up the sorter is the couple episodes where I've scored more than one thing, like Thunderbird on Earth, My Nina, where two, 
they oh, okay. are linked linked gotcha. so thoroughly they had to be on the same one. Um, but let's see if I get down to the ones that. I mean, I'm not going to go through 190 uh, here. Uh, but do, do you want to hear the, the, a string of them here? Sure. Yeah. So yeah, the tens are Dr. Worm, She's an Angel, We Want to Rock, Birdhouse in Your Soul, Dinner Bell, and Where Your Eyes Don't Go. So Solid. then I I have Anna Ng at a 9.9, which I got flack for at the time, but I was already thinking, like, I can't give everything a 10. Right, you know? right, and, yeah. Yeah, and Anna Ng was pretty early on. The only reason, the reason I, I took a point one off is that I think the ending goes on a bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think, I think you know, that's fair enough. Yeah. It keeps kicking back in and stuff, and it's got those cool sounds, and like they're strumming on the inside of the piano uh, strings, like some cool stuff. And it goes cool to music video because it, it keeps like like the house kind of blowing over, like right, in a tornado right. or whatever that is, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that is a fun music uh, video. So then other 9.9s are Everything Right is Wrong Again and Call You Mom, which was a one where people were like, what? But Call You Mom. Dude, that song is that song is really really deep. Yeah. Uh, so then I got at a nine point eight, I got the Mesopotamians. Yep. Not, that's the only nine point eight. Nine point seven. I have Am I Awake? Off that's of a great the one. Indestructible Object EP. Uh, nine point six. I have I Palindrome. I. Okay. Um, Nightgown of the Sullen Moon. Also a nine point six. Man, it's so loud in here. Nine point five. Mammal. Nine point five. They'll need a crane. Nine point five. Experimental film. Nine point five. When will you die? Nine point five. Um, uh, uh, um, oh, let's see. So this also sorted some of my uh, monopuff stuff. Backstabbing liar. I have it at nine point five. Withered hope. Nine point five. So my head falls off. Nine point five. I broke my own rule. Nine point five. Uh, let me just at least go through the nines. We're getting close. Your racist friend, which uh, will have aired by the time this comes out, is nine point two. Yeah, I don't have any nine. I don't have any nine point ones. Hmm. Uh, so then it goes to "Don't Let's Start." I give you nine. Sleep also have nanobots. Love and that nine. one. <laughs> oh my gosh, Love that song. That song Love genius. it. <laughs> Rhythm section one add nine for science nine. One of my favorite <laughs> early B sides. And That's if day for Winnipeg nine. My, a lot of those my on my t- list, I'll tell you. Yeah, a lot of those same ones. Yep. And it's sad and alarming <laughs> that <laughs> if Day for Winnipeg, which I just said there at the very end of that list, that is the only Flan song that I've listed. Wow, there. the only one. Holy um, smokes. Oh, wait. For Science is... Yeah, that's For Flans. Science is Flans, yeah. right? Okay, so the very last two there at nines. So, Damn. Yeah, and then see the constellation is an eight point nine, but Flans has only gotten two nines and nothing above a nine. I, how do you? I'm feel a real about piece that? of yeah. shit. I'm a real piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you used to be. I said was. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you watch? I think you should leave. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, you need to culturally. I, <laughs> here. I was a real piece. I was a real piece of shit. I thought you said you used to be. I said was. Um, <laughs> I see the constellation should definitely be a nine. Uh, that was the first one I did with Adam Gorin of Adam and his package, uh, who I'm starting collaborating on a cover of till your head falls off right now. He just sent me tracks, cool. uh, but that was still early on. That was in the twenties or I don't know. It was a pretty early episode. 
And again, I was like, can't give too many nines either. But that's calibrating, yeah. Perhaps, right, perhaps my favorite Flying Song ever, See the Constellation. Yeah, it's a great one, yeah. Yeah, again, Apollo 18, I mean, we'll get into our album rankings, but Apollo 18, I've said, it's anyone who listens to the show knows that Apollo 18 is my favorite album, so that's not a spoiler. Uh, But we are going to rank our favorite Team BG albums to kind of uh, get the crossover in full effect. um, By the way, this was also very, very difficult um, because... I, I love all the albums. Yeah, how how would you recommend we do this? Like, should we go through a couple right now? Yeah, whatever you want to do. I mean, I I, I kind of thought you Before know we get I into have the like song? A, I have like a clear top five albums, and then mm-hmm. I kind of see the ne- I, I, I and then there's 18 left, so I just like little groups of six, like little tiers where you know the top mm-hmm. the bottom six might are good albums, but you know, and then the middle and then the middle ones, and then my top five. You know what? Let's do that. We'll get let's into sci-fi after this, but let's do... So you want to do the, our, our bottom six? Is that what you're sure. thinking? Yeah. Let's see how much overlap there is in our bottom six. So Okay. So if if we are going to do this truly uh, in your podcast style, do we <laughs> do we alternate? Like say our, our, our bottom one? Uh, I think we can go six at a time. And that way, okay. you know, and that way we can see like, hey, your bottom six has two or three of mine. So... I'll just go ahead right. with, with my bottom six. So I've got my least favorite as Y, even though I still love it. I mean, I, again, all these are great. Uh, y mm-hmm. is my lowest, then No, then Long Tall Weekend, Here Comes Science, The Escape Team, and Phone Power. So those are my bottom six. Okay. All right. I also have Y ranked last. Okay. So I've got Y. But why, Greg? Come... But why? Why? Uh, just, I, I was, I was no, done with the... Children's albums one. by then. Yeah. I'd had enough. Um, lots of great songs on it. Um, and, and the lack of a more clear theme, I think, since they kind of set that precedent. Right, as, right, right. Yeah, totally agree. Like it's a, Yeah, like it's a lot like No. Like No was fun because it was kind of like a grab bag and they were like, I don't know, we'll try a kid's album. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. So it was just like whatever. But No ranks a lot or a bit higher for me because I kind of like how, especially I found out through the pod that a lot of them were written as darker or more mature themed kind of adult songs and then packaged them in little kid ditties. Adjusted. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that that I like that a lot. Um like okay, so I am back. not your so broom. It's a unionizing anthem about throwing off the chains of oppression. <laughs> oh right, right. Yeah. That's a, okay, that's a cool so, song. So So I've got Y and then up to Here Come the ABCs, Long Tall Weekend, My Murdered Remains. Here come the one, two, threes, and the escape team. Okay, so we had three of the three of the six in our bottom six that were the same. The escape mm-hmm. team, long, tall weekend, and why. My next yep. six would be my murdered remains, and these are in order counting down. Uh, my murdered remains, here come the ABCs, factory showroom, here come the one, two, threes, the spine. And is that five or six? One, two, three, four. And they might be giants, the their first album. So okay. um yeah, so my So wait, you were remains, starting at just so I'm not confused, you were starting at your 12. Yep, or 12 through 17, yeah. Two, so three. Okay, all right, all right. Because so I kind of went remains upwards was my with my other one. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so 12 gotcha. was, the, was their self-titled, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, yeah, I was going the opposite order last time. Yeah, with my so my bottom six, yeah, was in order. would have been the escape team, here come the one, two, threes. Okay, Remains, gotcha. Long Tall Weekend, here come the ABCs, and then Y is at the end. So um, to... to 
rectify that confusion. Okay, so I have at 12, 12th place, their 12th greatest album, Glean. Okay. Then here, here Comes Science, Book, No, The Spine, and Phone Power. Yeah, we didn't have any uh, Spine. We both had Spine in that group. Yeah. So the 12 to 17 mm-hmm. group. Yep. And you had Phone Power at 18, I believe? I had, yeah, I had Phone Power at 18. Yep. That's right. Yeah, and I had it at 17. Yeah, so that's pretty All right, close. so then up to number six. Yep. So number six I have is Lincoln. Seven is Book. Eight is Nanobots. Nine is Glean. Ten is I Like Fun. And 11 is Mink Car. Okay. Yeah, you've got uh, Book up pretty high. I really I like Book. It. Yeah, I can't get oh, enough yeah, of it. Great. I just it's great. keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. All right, so at my number six... We actually have a couple that are not only in the same group, but also the exact same ranking. So six, I have Flood. Controversial opinion, I know. Seven, John Henry. Eight, Nanobots. Nine, Join Us. Ten, I Like Fun. Eleven, Factory Showroom. Okay, so yeah. For so for us, Nanobots, Nanobots and, and I Like Fun. I Like Fun. Up, yeah. We have the exact same spot. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so top five. I'm going to go backwards now. We'll just go one at a time. So I've got number five is Apollo 18. That's too low. <laughs> uh, it's a great one. These are all masterpieces, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. What's so your then number do five? I say mine? Yeah. My number five is the self-titled They Might Be Giants. Okay. Debut. Awesome. Uh, I've got I love f- how weird it is. Your oh, number four? yeah. It's wacky. It, and it's just, it's glorious. So, uh, okay. My number four is The Else. My number four is also The Else. Hey, all right. Got several that are the exact same. Synergy. Uh, number three is Join Us. Okay, solid, solid choice. I mean, even though I've got it at nine, again, like that top 10 for me seems like it could shake out any, almost right. any way. It, totally my agree. top three is definitely is settled, but um, so, yeah, so at four, I had the else. Three, I've got Mink Car. Nice. Yeah, that's a great one. I know. Again, controversial. Uh, I'm not sure if it's been brought up as much around Reddit um, as it has on like it, it gets a lot of shit posting memes about it on <laughs> they might be shit posting. Yeah, I don't get uh, that. Facebook it's it's group. so good. Yeah, I love. It, Mink yeah, Car. again, same reason I love this the debut. I mean, Mink Car is the closest they've come to capturing that bizarre right. duality energy of the Pink album between just crazy genre experiments and just poppy just hits right yeah you know? <laughs> it's, it's so what's your two my number two is john henry um i love that album it was actually that was my first my favorite album for years and years and years uh, i had two favorite albums growing up john henry and pink floyd's the uh, pink floyd's animals and um so john henry was like when it came out i remember still the day it came out me and that same friend that introduced me to them this is four years later we rode our bikes. If anyone is familiar with Birmingham, which is where I grew up, there's this huge hill that goes from Vestavia down into Homewood. It's super steep. And mm. uh, we rode our bikes down this hill to the Brookwood Mall. I went and bought John Henry on CD that same day. And uh, we trucked back up the hill and, and started playing it. And that was like my favorite, my second favorite or first favorite, depending on my mood, album basically all growing up and into my mid-20s. Um, so nice. I love I love John Henry. That's my number two. Yeah. So coming in, I think it helped that you were still pretty young when they went full band. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was fun. Yeah. You used to hear, like, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, when it was like Minkar era, you know, they were only halfway through their career at that point. You know, they've been a man for 20 years. That was still kind of a topic of debate is like, well, I wish they were still a duo. You know, right. like, why'd yeah. they do that? Um, but for you, I think your 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 brain was still malleable enough at that point <laughs> where it was like, hey, they're trying some. It's just another new album. Right? Oh, yeah. cool. The drums sound better on this one. Oh, it's right. a human. Yeah, it's a full band. Right. It feels, you know, it feels a little bit more like rock and roll. And obviously they've they've done all sorts of crazy things in their career. But yeah, that album was just phenomenal at the time and i mean honestly you look at like the last eight songs on that album it's like they're all they're all perfect songs um and the oh, beginning yeah. of the yeah. album is is great as well but uh just John yeah Henry just a phenomenal album backloaded i mean it, it, the very yeah i mean the very first episode the number one episode of this might be a podcast was end of the tour the yeah closing track for like what bands like a lot of bands have like an epic you know, they they focus on having like an epic closing track. Like a lot of times it'll be a band's like the longest track on the album, some like more experimental thing. Um or it could just be one where they think it's a really strong track. But in this in the streaming era, fewer bands are you wouldn't put a hit as the last track because people's attention spans these days, they just don't make it that far. Yeah. Um Plus, it was a long oh, oh. album. I mean, I think it it stretched yeah. almost an hour, twenty songs. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. But it, it, yeah. that's a great that's a great song. All the, gosh, that whole album is just so good. Yeah, David Britton actually claimed because uh, uh, yeah, because like I said, I was actual friends with him, and we recorded that long before I, I launched it because uh, I re- I had recorded the first two episodes. And Zinnia was on her way, and I was starting a new job. Those kind of just sat for a minute. They didn't get aired for a few months. Um, but da- so David Burton had claimed songs right, you know, when the spreadsheet was fresh. He claimed Stompbox and End of the Tour, the very the last two tracks on the okay. album. <laughs> Stompbox we did uh, together um, as well about a year ago. That's um, really cool. Yeah, yeah, solid. Solid dude, solid album. Just, I mean, Destination Moon is another all-time great for me. I mean, it's just, yep, yeah. I love that one. I mean, it, I've, I've got John Henry at seven, but uh, okay. it's, yeah, I mean, like Like you said, like this, this, this is subject to change. Like next month, I might look at this and be like, well, why the crap do I have Glean so far down, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, again, I think the top 13 albums that I have are, are, you know, there's definitely some fluidity there, but they're all just so, so good. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I so you're number the two. The one thing that holds the my last thought on John Henry. The one yeah. thing that holds it back for me as a studio guy is the production is not my favorite. Um, like you can tell they were really going for it, but I feel like the mixing job it, it lost a little bit of the crispness. Like I feel like it's kind of bogged down in some way, or kind of like a. Like it almost matches the cover art. It's almost like a darker, more right. drab kind of production. Not that the songs are drab in any way, but I just I don't really like the mixing and the EQ on like the master or something. Um, and I think the guitar should be louder, which was proven when the John Henry demos came out. Flans's guitar is just hotter in the mix. It's more aggressive. It's more right. wild and unhinged. I'm just like, man, like if they had fleshed out the demos with 
horns and everything else that they had, you know, and his guitar parts were like that. Like, man. So that's, yeah, that's really the main enough. thing. Yeah. It's not so much the songs. So my number two is Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, that's such a great one. Uh, I mean, it's just front to back. Yeah, I feel like they really hit their stride there. Like, that's where they... Lincoln was where they fully locked into what they would be for the rest of their career in that the Pink album, having just that very, like, tracks that are just, like, going polar opposite from one to the next, like, bizarre, a weird voice or a guest vocalist over to, like, you know, a super poppy anthem, like, she's an angel or whatever. Um where Lincoln, they're like, well, maybe we should combine weirdness and pop like together in one song <laughs> rather than just, yeah. you know, you hear like Cowtown or something where it's just like this bizarre, like Claire, and we got like, oh, some weird clarinet and, right. uh, and the bridge is there's train whistles and all this, but super catchy. Like that's, that's, a that's a Flans one I haven't done the episode on yet. That, I would feel, that, that one's got to be cracking above the 9.1s. Nice. Cow Tam. I got yeah. a funny story right. about Lincoln. So yeah. uh, my 10-year-old and me, so I have, I have six kids, and um, my 10-year-old... Uh, Insane! Yes, I know. Um, and uh, so about a month or six weeks ago, him and I went out to... So I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we went out to um, Grandfather Mountain, Boone area, which is in the western part of North Carolina, and... Um, and out there, there's there obviously there was no reception, and I had a couple a- albums that were downloaded to my phone. And so when we got out of the you know got out of the point where we could stream music, I was like, well, "What do you want to listen to?" And he's like, well, "Let's listen to Lincoln because he'd heard it a few times recently." And so we played that album eight times. So at, when it would finish, I'd be like, "You want to turn something else on?" He's like, "No, I'm good." And so we would just start it over, and and over the course of that weekend, just over and over and over. And I was like, "Good grief!" He he never got tired of it, and and that that was like amazing. He, he's ten. That's how I was at ten. Like that was the age I was when they might be giants, sort of like imprinted on my soul, right? And uh, so I'm yeah. hoping that and, and they, my kids have grown up with they might be giants. Like they're just they yeah. didn't have a they didn't have a hope, right? I yeah sing no them, they would be giant songs on. to bed i play their albums all the time and all this stuff and yep. but it was yep. just really it was really cool just the whole weekend we just listened to lincoln over and over so zinnia has been she will request the one name of a giant song that she will request by name because i think you know she's not even four yet um and I think just, you know, I'm not like drilling her on song titles or anything, but the one, right. the one uh, <laughs> the that she's out, you're like, right. <laughs> which album and is like, this? Which John is singing right now? <laughs> I used to do that to Cara when we first started dating. And she's, she's really good at it now, but if, it used to be pretty hard for her. Um, Zinnia will request Drown the Clown. Oh, yeah. My, my five-year-old loves that song. In fact, he... Yeah. He added that, and he added "I Lost Thursday" to what he calls his playlist. So there's this playlist on my phone that's got, you know, it's got the Mickey Mouse Club theme. It's got a Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean song. It's got Thomas the Train. All these random songs, and he put "Drown the Clown" <laughs> and "I Lost Thursday" on it. He loves "Drown the Clown." Um, it's just such a playful keyboard so part. Silly, I haven't yeah. done. I'm I'm trying to get. I put Car's name down on it. I was trying to get her to do it while we were in Spain because. I didn't record any episodes when I'm like, hey, if we're bored one day, you know, we could just talk, you know, in the apartment right. and just, uh, you know, record ourselves. And I'm like, that would be such a fun one because just, you know, the clown is obviously Trump. And we were just getting so 
so upset with everything that happened politically in the U.S. while we were over there in Spain. We would just right, be yeah. checking the news in the morning and be like, oh, my God. It like, just got worse. Why is, <laughs> why is everything just going to shit? And I'm like, we got to talk about just how, I mean, Trump just ruined this country by just, like, taking a bunch of people that maybe would have some reasonable political ideas and just, like, taking them right off a cliff. Right, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't heard the pop-punk cover that I did of it <laughs> on the um, This Might Book a Podcast. Oh, okay, uh, I'll we, have to go check it out, yeah. Yeah, that's on the band camp. Me and my friends did some did a full, we covered every single song multiple times on book. Um, there's also a Mario Paint version of Drown the Clown that Carrie Hearn did, which you will love. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, but that was, that was super fun, and... Um, that's really funny though that your four year old is Cara does backups. Yeah. yeah, Cara does backup vocals on that, and Zinnia even gets in on the, on the very end of it. Very cool. Oh, the, she's on the beginning of the techno cover I did of "I Broke My Own Rule" as well. <laughs> yeah, a fun a fun memory I had when when my oldest was about four. That's about when the when the ABCs came out, and uh-huh. so I'm like you know a, a huge Damage Giants fan. So I scoop up the DVD. I, I got all the DVDs of all the little kids ones that they did. And so we'd sit there Same. and watch that, and I remember, well, maybe she was about three, but she would just run around the house, go, 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 go for G, go, go. That was like her song. Like, she just would sing go for G all the time. And, um, I mean, that was really, really cool, like having kids at the same time that these one, two, threes and ABCs, and, like, that's, we just sit down and watch those together. And, that, I mean, like I said, the kids never really had a chance, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you said number so two was you're Lincoln. number one. My number yep. one is Flood. I know it sounds cliche, but I just I think it's perfect, and I love it, and it was the first first one that I fell in love with, and it was John sure. Henry for a long, long time, and then about five or ten years ago, I'm like, you know what? I think my favorite Thing Movie Giants album is Flood. It's, it's, just, it's just so great, and uh, so yeah, I, I'll take Flood as my number mm-hmm. one, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to fault anyone for saying that. It, it's just, I don't know if I've ever thought that it was my favorite. Apollo... I mean, that's where I came in to him, and I just haven't been able to shake it. Like, it just hooked me so thoroughly forever right. and ever. Uh, you know, Ming Car definitely challenged it for a while. I'm not sure if I ever called that my favorite, but it definitely was a contender. Um, and then Lincoln, I always loved Lincoln, but that one pushed, pushed Ming Car to three because I feel like as I got really into their early stuff, all the bizarre B-sides and all that, um, like even deeper into that, appreciating their weird raw early side, like Lincoln really just came. It just dawned on me how I was like, this is where they might be giants became they might be giants. Absolutely, I feel like because yeah. there was just so much experimentation on that first one, and they've always been about experimentation. Um, but there's some tracks on there which, in a cool way, don't sound like anything they've ever attempted to do since. Um, right, like they've. They've never abandoned their weirdness, but there's n- there's no songs like Chess Piece Face anymore. There's no <laughs> songs like Boat of Car, um, where it just sounds like it's another band. Right. Like even yeah. their weirdest songs, even their weirdest songs, a They Might Be Giants fan would be, you know, recognize it outright to be like, oh, that you know, that's They Might Be Giants, even if they hadn't been told that. But right, Chess Piece Face. I mean, you could be like. I mean, it sounds like something that no other band would have done, but it also just doesn't, I mean, you know, the vocals, like when you bring in a guest vocalist doing a weird voice, 
<laughs> and the music's bizarre. You're like, I don't know what band this is. You know, there's nothing to link it to them. Whereas right. in Lincoln, in Lincoln, they fully like integrated the weirdness into the pop songs rather than just alternating between them. Yeah. 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 Cool. So what's your, what's, so Flood's your number one. My number one, I already said is Apollo 18. Um, what is your favorite song off your favorite album? So favorite flood song, go. I didn't let you think about this ahead of time. Well, it's it's Birdhouse in Your Soul. I, I mean, it's just, I, it never gets old. I just, I love it so much. And again, I know it sounds cliche, but it's just such a you great song. You are one song. basic bitch. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fine. so boring. <laughs> I like their most popular song off their most popular album. That is the worst thing you want to hear, I know. But it's just, you know, it <laughs> no, is what fine. it is. So... <laughs> Yeah, we but got a lot of other 99 songs. Tune into my countdown when I do that on my podcast. I yeah. am count down all the rest. So you got number one already. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I, I guess my favorite song, you know, I mean, looking at my song Sorter here, my favorite song off of Apollo 18. Dinner Bell, Dinner uh, Bell. Yeah. I mean, Dinner <laughs> Bell and Statue Got Me High are both oh, yeah. tens. So, I mean, I. I still would go Dinner Bell. I mean, I... It's so great, yeah. It it never gets old. I listened to it several, several times recently for... Because you're going to come on my podcast, and we're going to talk about your favorite 10 artists Uh of all time, and obviously The Only Giants is one. So I'm excited. I've been listening to all your artists, and Dinner Bell, it's it's such a great song. Love it. It just encapsulates who... I'm sure I'll be giving this exact same conversation pitch tomorrow when we record right. your <laughs> part of this crossover. <laughs> but it just perfectly encapsulates what They Might Be Giants is. If there was a like a thesis statement where like we're going to be a band uh, and we're going to sound like this, like that would just give you the blueprint for the whole catalog. Right, it's catchy yeah. and, and weird, and weird. It's got that kind of rinky-dink sound of their early stuff. That, and I say that in a good way, where like a lot of people might be turned off by the production because they'd be like, "This, this isn't rocking." But like to us fans, like it's, I mean, it's, it's a rock perfection. song, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like it's got that great uh, Linnell um keyboard part like i've learned that song right. on keyboard it's extremely difficult it's it's one of linnell's like one of his early examples of him making a insane chord progression that does not sound insane when you listen to it but when you try to put it on your fingers you're like how did you possibly think of this like this yeah i could believe how that. did you come up with this yeah and the subject matter um can teach you something while also being bizarre enough that you don't need to know that it's about Pavlov's dog for it to be a cool song. You know, it's not like James K. Polk where James K. Polk is a song that I've loved for a long time, but I've kind of grown a little bit tired of it because it's just so outright. Like this is a song about this, this asshole who is a president. um, (laughs) And here's what he did and just lays it all out. You know, while dinner bell Pavlov's not mentioned, you know, right. It's the, a little subtle. The dog is mentioned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And it goes through just all these different foods. Like, obviously, Pavlov was not, you know, feeding his dog, you know, a bag of beef. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, bag, yeah, maybe, you know, (laughs) uh, maybe not, maybe, maybe beef, but not, not corn chowder, you know. Right. So, right. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's endlessly fun to sing. Uh, I've, I've covered it with. The Exquisite Dead Guys, my pseudo band, the cover band, the band that does the theme song for nice. my podcast. Uh, that is on the Purple to Pay compilation, which is streaming everywhere as well. That was part of my fundraiser for my student um, who just finished his chemotherapy and is just uh, doing testing now. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, um, what song are we supposed to be talking about, though? Well, I actually have a short tangent I want to go on before we get to that. I promise we're going to get to the song, ladies and gentlemen. But I wanted to tell a quick story about the times that I've seen them in concert. Uh, and I've got, oh, a quick, yeah, yeah. I've got a quick little game for you. So I've seen the Emory Giants oh, six boy. times in concert. Uh, the first time I saw them was in 94. It was for the John Henry tour. That's probably why John Henry was my favorite album. You you you. You latch yeah. onto an album more when you see it live, right? Uh, but my mm-hmm. same friend and I, we drove over to Atlanta, and we saw them in 1994. And I saw them in 2008, 2012, 2013, 2016, and 2018. So I've been fortunate enough to see them mm. six times. Unfortunately, they're not coming to North Carolina when they kick back up in their tour, which is very vexing indeed, but uh, mm. it is what it is. But um, what I was going to do, I, I put together this list of all the songs. I, I built all the playlists, you know, from the set list and all the, of all the songs that they played that I've seen them live. And I've, so I've seen them six times. There's only two songs that they played at all six concerts. I'm assuming you can probably guess those. Two songs that have been played in all six concerts, yep. ranging from 94 to 2018? 94 to 2018, exactly. Okay. I mean, Birdhouse, yep. obviously. Um, I'm going to go Istanbul. Correct. Correct. Two for Woo! two. All right. There yeah. are there are three songs that they've played at five of the six concerts. <laughs> okay. And I want I, I I'll give you six guesses. So you, you you got you got to go fifty percent here. So uh, again, the second time songs? I saw them, how many songs am I there's guessing? There's only three that have been played five okay, times. Three. Okay. The three second time I times. saw them okay. was in two thousand eight. So it's got to be something from two thousand eight or later. Oh yeah. Well, no, 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 not not necessarily that it has to be from 2008 later, but in other words, you know, nothing that is. Uh, I don't know if that meant, I'm making sense, but um, in other words, it's obviously impossible for them to have played something on Nanobots five times. So, um, five of the six times right. that I've seen them, these songs have been played. So it could be earlier, and they didn't play it at the later show. Could be, but it had to be at least 2008 uh, or later. So you got six guesses. Three songs that have been played five times at six okay. of the concerts that I've seen. Okay. So, brrr, I mean, Particle Man. Nope. That was only played four times. Hmm. Um. Let's see. They always Put you on the spot John here. Henry, I'm sorry. So, this, this may be causing you yeah. some heavy anxiety. Maybe I'll give you... Uh, Anna Ng. Yes, yes. One for two. They they played Anna Ng Booyah. five times. Yep. So I don't remember which okay. one they didn't play it at. Don't let's start. Nope. That one was only. What? That one has only played at one concert of those six. Can you believe Holy that? Holy cow! They've only played that once. I'm actually very That's disappointed wild. now and slightly angry. 
Right, I'm thinking of stuff on Pink Album. If she, if that's not in there, I don't think any of the other ones would be. Um, how about? Ooh, till my head falls off. No, that one. Let's see. Man, I'm blowing it. Well, this is a tough. Actually, how how's that? They have a little asterisk in front of that. I don't know where. I, maybe they have never played that one. Not until my head falls off. It's till my head falls off, but I'm not seeing it here. Anyway, no, that's not one. Oh, so you've so you've never seen them play that live? I don't see it on my list. No, that's kind of wow. weird. Yeah, because um, they have tended to shaft uh, John Henry songs and don't get played showroom. live enough. Yeah, and Factory Showroom, right? Um, how about Cyclops Rock? No, <laughs> nope. You're uh, nope. God that one's only it. been played once. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Man, a tough order. I am so, really blown it. Hold on, let me think. Let me think. So just picture songs that are great live. Songs that they love playing. That they because twisting. The last, what's that? Twisting. Nope, not twisting. That they one they have played twisting four a bajillion times. times. They played oh my four out of the God, six I've seen that. is twisting. Uh, so songs that are just great crowd pleasers that are high energy. One of these they almost always close their show with, or at least the you know before the encore. And it's okay, Mesopotamians. Else. Yes, that's it. Mesopotamians. That I love yeah. that one live. So they played that basically at every show since 2008 with the five times. Oh, how the it. fuck did I not guess Dr. Worm yet? Obviously. That one was Worm. four times. Not it. Four times. What? There's one more. Oh it was played five. What? <laughs> I'm not much of a so natural wait, how many dancer. Have I gotten? Just two? What's that? I've gotten two of them? Yeah, you've only got two. Anna Ng and Mesopotamians. My okay. friend, she's uh, a natural uh, dancer. Uh, da, 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 jump uh, get the really? Yeah, they, they love playing really? that live. And the crowd goes nuts at that song. True. Anyway. Damn. Good times. All right. So those are... Oh, and I had one question about a show in... So I was looking at the set list um, uh-huh. for the Atlanta show in 94, the first one I went to, and there was a song called Hey Everybody. So since you're like the They Might Be Giants guru now, do you know anything about this song? It's called <laughs> Hey Everybody. It says they played it four times. Hey, everybody. Um, um, it. I mean, it's on my spreadsheet as I mean, that's a not, song. It's not the. It's not the fingertip song. Hey now, everybody. Now, hey no. now, everybody. No, I, mean, I don't. I don't know Mm-mm. what this song is, and I. It was it only not. fourteen at the time. Okay, so hey, everybody is. I have it as its own thing. Uh, <laughs> On my spreadsheet, it is listed in between Long Tall Weekend and the Working Undercover EP, hmm. and I just have it listed to the left for the album is Live 2000. So, oh, okay. <laughs> on the according to the wiki, okay, um, it's it's like an in- intro song to introduce, like oh, to okay. have the band come on the stage. Gotcha, right? Gotcha. Okay. It was part of the E Music. Uh, as the wiki refers to it, e-music freebies, like when they were doing the e-music thing at Long Tall Weekend and Team BG Unlimited and all that. Uh, and it's part of the leaked 1999 studio tape, which just surfaced last November. Do you have the leaked 1999 studio tape? I don't think I do, no. I can get it to you. Uh, since you're not a Facebook person, it is on... It's It's pinned in the miscellaneous t facebook group but i will send it to you uh 
it's a collection of songs and demos from like the mid nineties. Okay. Uh, mid to late. And we don't even know, like the, it's one of these mysterious things. Like that's, what's cool about it. An audio engineer, um, who was working with the band around 99, uh, put this tape together. It's got what we think are like home demo recordings by Linnell. Mm-hmm. Like I'm about to talk about the demo of metal detector, which is, incredible like the synth the playing around with uh with the micromog like linnell has said how he's like dug his micromog out of the closet to like use it for metal detector yeah hadn't used it since like the first two albums um like he's just playing around with tones on there and it's just so fun uh and has that home recording kind of feel almost like the early days yeah um Cause like we've never heard, like there's John Henry demos, but like where's the Apollo 18 demos? Cause you right. know they exist. Right. Like we've heard those songs on Dial a Song, but like you know Electra was probably like, well we got to hear these songs ahead of time to you know demo them out. Yeah, they gotta exist. Uh, so then there's demos from Factory Showroom and Mink Car. There's some Dial a Song stuff, uh, extra wax cylinder recordings, and some ads. Like there's one called Coca Cola, <laughs> oh, nice. which is te- technically called Always Be Giants. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's got their XTC cover, twenty five o'clock. Or actually, that's not technically XTC, but it's XTC side project, Dukes of Stratosphere. Anyway. I'll I'll zip that up and send it to you. It yeah, is I had no idea what that song essential. was. Essential. It? it said they'd only yeah, play it, has... it four times, so I was pretty uh, pretty lucky, I guess, to hear it. So, but I don't remember yeah. it obviously. So, oh my god, um, yeah, some stuff has crept out in the past, like the forty nine second dial a song version of Doctor Worm. Oh, cool! Yeah. Just incredible stuff. Um, yeah, there's actually three Coca Cola songs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Sphere tire damage radio ad, like a lot of fun stuff. Thirty three tracks. I'll 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 send it to you. Remind me if I don't um, by like tomorrow. Um, so sh- should we talk about the escape? We should. Team? I think we're an hour in. We should talk about the song we came to talk about, and um, it is Doctor Sci Fly. So this is a random one. Yeah. Um, I remember being a part of the Instant Fan Club in 2018 when they started release. What was it? Every Wednesday, every Friday, they they put a song out every every. Wednesday. Wednesday, they were calling yeah. it Dial a Song, right? They kind right. of rebooted Dial a Song as a YouTube yeah. uh, thing and I just, in I, 2015, and then 2018 right. started 2018, it again. Yeah. yeah, and it was just it was really cool. So when this one came out, I just immediately loved it. This one, I remember this one and Communists Have the Music were the two that like I was like those are my those are my favorite from this little year long project that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when we kind of hooked up, I said you know probably nobody's done this song because it's a pretty random one. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I love it. So, uh, Dr. Sci-Fly, let's, let's do it. What do you want to, what do you want to talk about with this? This is one of those songs or one of those albums, let's say albums, one of those albums that has some really hardcore fans out there where, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where people like to root for the underdog. Like, that's kind of the reason that I became a Sox fan is because (laughs) everyone I knew well, for one, Frank Thomas was coming up when I got interested in baseball. Yeah. That was a big reason. Um, I was obsessed with him. Fuck, greatest player of all time. I don't care. You know, Mickey Mantle, take a seat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, greatest batter of all time. I guess his, his fielding maybe takes him down. A, yeah, a notch, no, but he my was, favorite he player. M- yeah, my favorite player of all time. Uh, one of the greatest eyes in baseball. Just the amount of walks to the amount of home runs. Like, he was just, you know, 
He knew yep. what he was doing. Yep. Anyway, um, people like rooting for the underdog. All my friends are Cubs fans. You know, Sox. I just I like Frank Thomas. I like their their colors were cooler. Uh, you know, that patriotic color scheme for the Cubs just never worked for me. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like Crayola, Crayola blue and red. No. Uh, and people like to root for Flans. You'll hear a lot of Flans stands. Right out there <laughs> yeah and uh who, i'm okay with that you know god yeah abby bash who uh, i was just talking to she's gonna do some more art for doppelpopolis done a ton of artwork for the podcast and for both my bands she just is so so into flans like just loves him like total like <laughs> i don't know if she still like crushes on him but she she definitely used to and she paint por- <laughs> paint portraits of him uh, I mean, she does portraits of both of them, but she just loves Flans and will push his song so hard. Um, and she always gives me shit for just leaning so heavily on Linnell stuff. And I, it's just like I don't do it intentionally. I don't either. It's yeah. just like I just lean that direction. But Flans is a crucial part of the MIP Giants. Um, 100%. Yeah. He, the, the, yeah. Like he's, you know, the, the yin and yang there. And so the escape team is the underdog, uh, one of the underdogs of the Elms. Like you could say Minkar is one. Like right. I, I, I push my love of Minkar hard on the fandom whenever anyone is talking ill of it and (laughs) the escape team though is more of like a forgotten album in that they call like people even debated when it came out is this you know an actual album or is it yeah because it's like less than 30 minutes right Uh uh-huh yeah yeah it is uh 28 23 minutes yeah 23 42 so i guess you round up to 24 minutes because uh, it's just 10 songs, or 11 songs, I mean, and their songs, you know, are all under three minutes on this one. They're introducing a character. Right. Um, and it's a concept thing. So people are like, oh, it's just some sort of, like, side thing. You know, like, they've never released, like, the American Runs on Duncan on vinyl and called it, you know, an album or whatever. You know, and they did, like, 40 songs for them or something. Right, like, right. that could have been an album. Um, but they they dubbed it an official album. I I say it is as well. I like that. And there are people who tout it as better than I like fun, or say it's one of their 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 greatest albums ever. Now I wouldn't go that far. Me neither. Uh, yeah. But it it is a solid album. Um, and I'm always on this tip. But it should be on streaming. Like it's on. YouTube, because they all have a video of right. sorts. But I want to put these songs on the playlist. Like, I, you know, I want it on Spotify so that I could throw it in, you know, like, oh, I'm preparing to do this podcast with Andrew. I'm going to listen to SciFly a lot. Oh, wait, I have to bring up the YouTube app to listen to it on my phone. <laughs> That's a lot or of I gotta get on my days, iTunes. you know? So. Yeah, and, you know, I'll... Uh, um, yeah, I'll listen to stuff on iTunes these days, but I don't have any files on my laptop other than They Might Be Giants because I need all of those files to be dragging into Ableton for podcasts. So pretty much my entire iTunes is just like is they every They Might Be Giants yeah. song that has ever been recorded. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I was listening to the Escape Team quite a lot, and uh, Zinnia is obsessed with the comic book. She loves looking at the vinyl, too. It's just a beautiful yellow 
record. You know, it's it folds open to show the back of Jackie the Clipper. Like the artwork is just very bold uh, with her face there, with like the mascara dripping, the pop art kind of style um, of Dave Cole, uh, David Cole's incredible dude was on the podcast as well. If you haven't listened to that one, oh, he was cool. on the put it yeah. to the test, put it to the test episode. And we talked about the escape team. Um, do you have the comic book? I don't know. I, I need to, I watched the video of D- Dr. Sci fly the other day, but I have not seen the comic book. So I need to try to track that down or probably online or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's available from yeah. their website still. Um, cool. And I'm going to read the uh, the page that has Dr. Sci-Fly's introduction on it. Yes, and yeah. he's obsessed with this. I have not been able to keep this in pristine condition because she just reads it so much uh, or, or looks at it. Actually, it's actually, you know, I've read it to her, but it's it's a little wordy for her, you know. And if I'm in a rush, I can skip stuff and she doesn't know because there's just so, <laughs> there's just so much. <laughs> I'm guilty of that sometimes. Yeah, okay. So the senator... Uh, shows up in a limo. Senator Summer uh, is meeting this guy, J. Peter Bland, uh, in this place is called Stillwater Industries. All right. So they're doing a study to uh, see the effects of radiation uh, and, and, and mutations on people. And they've created all these, these creatures. And he says, all right, Senator Summer, get ready for a real freak show. Allow me to introduce you to our prized possessions. And he goes through the characters, repeat offender first, corrupted mm-hmm. Lyle, hand witch, and then uh, Dr. Sci-Fly. So he says, our next guest was a common housefly minding his own business when he was bitten by a local surgeon who had oh. been exposed to the radioactive leak, transforming the fly into Dr. Sci-Fly. He nice. makes house calls. So it's the opposite of Spider-Man. Instead of right, being right, bitten yeah. by the spider, the the surgeon, <laughs> the human, <laughs> bites the fly. <laughs> so the That's fly, good. the human has been exposed to a radioactive leak. Bites a fly, and the fly becomes Dr. Sci-Fly. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so there you go. Um, and then Dr. Sci-Fly makes an appearance when they're, they're, they escape uh, Stillwater Industries when the senator pulls off a mask to reveal that they are uh, Bernice Rubber and smashes a button to let them all out of their cells. And let's see, they're fighting with the guards... Let me see. What does Sci-Fly do? Sci-Fly jumps on one of the guards' heads, uh, jumps like up on his shoulder, and then spits like poisonous, you know, fly secretions, whatever, out of his mouth onto... Here, I'll turn my camera back on so you can see this. Sure, yeah. Let's see. Right there. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then the one where he's in his cell... Okay. Yeah, yeah, I really need to get that because I bet my 10 and 12-year-old boys would love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, so at the end, yeah, look out, world. Here comes the escape team, right? They escaped nice. from okay. their prison cells at Stillwater Industries. David Cole's a super, super talented dude. He's done so many different styles of videos for them. I love everything he's done. Then, like We did uh, put it to the test because I wanted to talk about the Nintendo Johns, uh, which he has done a couple of times. Um, all right, so 
to uh, pick up the pace, I guess, a, a little bit to talk about the actual yeah. song. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we're talking, oh, oh, we'll go on a bunch of tangents. It'll be fine. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, because it's, it's a short song. It's a newer song. There's not much to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, so, so uh, yeah, why did you pick this song amongst the Escape Team songs, this non-streaming official right. album that's kind of been pushed aside by the band? Yeah, so, again, I think I just really liked it from when they were doing the weekly Dial-A-Song thing in 2018. I I just remember, you know, I, I liked most of the songs that came out, and, and I honestly, I kind of think of these songs as just Dial-A-Song. I, I actually have a an iTunes albums called dial a song. And I just, I think this was the third one that they did. I think, um, cause I have it, uh, numbered as track three uh, of let's... 46 Christmas in the big house is number one dog. Number four, Jackie, the Clipper. I don't know where communists have the music was. That was number 32, I think. Anyway. Um, so I just, yeah, I just love the project. The idea of putting out a song every single week was cool. So I don't, I, I probably more strongly associate yeah. this with the dial a song than I do with the escape team. Um, yeah, okay. just a fun song and um, kind of wacky lyrics. Uh, there were a couple of interesting interpretations on the wiki, and um, and oh, uh, just to uh, what towards what you were saying before, it, they put this out really early in the cycle. It came out on January tenth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think it was one of the first ones. I think, this, I think this was the first Escape Team song for sure. Yeah, Jackie the Clipper. Yeah. I have his number six. Chip the Chip ten. Bernice, 14. Yeah, so I kind of kept my own little order here. And then when they released it, quote-unquote, as an album, My Murdered Remains and the Escape Team, then I added those separately. But So, yeah, I kind of... Of course again, the wiki has it. They, they have them all listed in order as Dial-A-Song oh, okay, 2018. Gotcha. So listed at track zero is Christmas in the Big House, which they released December 19th of 2017. So okay. it's kind of like an unofficial start to it. So All Time What was first, Dr. Sci-Fly was second. Yeah. And then yeah. I Like Fun, the track was third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So, I mean, it kicked off. It helped kick off that whole cycle of a, a bajillion songs. Uh, and then they got sorted into albums. So, right. these songs all came out. You know, Escape Team, uh, I Like Fun was released at the beginning of the cycle um, early in January. And then My Murdered Remains and Escape Team were not released as their own thing until the very end of 2018. So this one kind of introduced the escape team like to the fandom. Yeah. And I think it it's a good just, uh, candidate for it. It was just a wacky song and it was perfect sort of Linnell. I mean, I understand now that he probably did the whole thing and Flans didn't do anything with it, but um, it, it was just right up my alley. Just this wacky song with about a, you know, about a malpractice, uh, right? <laughs> a malpracticing uh, surgeon. Let me look at the interpretations here. There, there's one interpretation that, that says it's just uh, an ima- imagining a fly playing doctor with an operation game. Um, talking about Cavity Sam, I guess yeah. that's a that's a operation thing. Um, oh, and to confirm the, the wiki, which is not infallible, the wiki does credit only John Linnell as just lead vocal and synthesizer. Yeah, um, yeah I think he did the whole so, thing. So. Yeah. And programming, sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the interpretations tab is always uh, goofy. I, and and I'm, I'm glad they mentioned that, uh, the Cavity Sam thing, because I probably would have forgotten it. I can't remember the last time I played Operation, but I did love that right, game right. as a kid. Did you, yeah. Doctor, like that game? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was fun as a kid. I haven't played it probably in 
30 years, but, you know, that's a cool game. Getting zapped scared the shit out of me, though. I was terrified right, of right. it. Right, right. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the danger, the element of danger was part of it. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's such a great song in that, it like the perfect first line, he'll see you now, right? You're right. in the doctor's office, right? The doctor will see you now. Like, that's just the perfect line to start off a, a song about, you know. A doctor, you know, other than they call me Dr. Worm. You know, that's another line to right? introduce, yep. you know, but he, but he's not a real doctor. Um, yeah, diagnosed with compound eyes, multiply the problem. There's just so many good little Which is cool, turns of got, phrase, you know, he's, wordplay. He's, an, he's got a fly's eye, right? So he's got all these multiple yeah. images, right? And so he's mm-hmm. looking with compound eyes, and then there's all of a sudden all these problems. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. And, and then uh, he'll see what's wrong, and he'll be what's wrong. That's really cool. Because um, he sucks, right? He's a terrible doctor, right? Um, and then the proboscis and prognosis, that was a cool little rhyme that Linnell did there. Yeah, proboscis, right. Proboscis is, uh, though, you know, according to the dictionary here, it's the nose of a mammal. So, oh. <laughs> like the trunk of an elephant. So, well, technically, Linnell got that wrong, right? He's, saying it's, you know, he's like, oh, it's an uh, animal's. Knows, but then here, well, now look at Wikipedia. I hear they got a B here, so okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was the dictionary uh, and the encyclopedia are, are in incompatible. Well, I thought it was that little, like those little minuscule things that they that the flies, uh, you know, the little tentacle, uh, not tentacles, but the things that come out of the fly. But anyway, yeah. um, an elongated appendage from the head of an animal, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. The tubular mouth parts used for feeding and sucking. So the proboscis is what Dr. Sci-Fly in the comic spits burning saliva onto the guy's head out of his proboscis. Yep. Yeah, I love learning words from They Might Be Giants. Like, you know, Flance is big into that. Like, what weird word have I never put in a song before? They don't, they don't uh, let you I down the, there. Yeah. He's going to have to amputate. He's going to chop off all that you've got. <laughs> Again, reminds me of one of my favorite shows, C-Lab. Doppelpopolis is named after a C-Lab quote. I'm going to cut his body off. <laughs> like, let's, let's say I'll cut his head off. I'm going to cut his body off. And then the nine holes of golf. Are you a golfer, doctor? I'm not. No. No, I'm not a golfer. Yeah. But I know a lot Such of doctors a are. A lot of my friends are. And I'm like, yeah. I just don't get into it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it's just, yeah, that's great. He's like, he's, he does this complicated, you know, he messes everything up. He amputates, you know, whatever. And he's like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go play nine holes of golf. Um, and then Mm -hmm. I love the next line when his phone rings, it's an emergency. Someone needs their brain replaced with a potato salad sandwich. (laughs) Just, that's just Linnell, right? It's just so random. Um, I love that. I was was driving around that way. Yeah, the drawn-out way how he delivers that line. The yep. brain, the potato salad sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, driving around with my boys and listening to this song, and they were cracking up at that line. Like, just the idea of, you, you know, potato <laughs> salad, you could see that replacing a brain, but not a potato, potato, but not a potato salad sandwich, you know? A potato salad sandwich is not the same thing as just potato salad. So I, I love that also he added in sandwich in there. It's just a great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the music for this song, I'm a big fan of as well. Just all the just synthesizers, no guitar. Yep. It's just pure Linnell. It, it is kind of like Dial-A-Song style in that, you know, it's just so simple. Um, I also love that, it, you know, it's in G minor. 
right. the saddest of all keys. No, that's D minor, <laughs> according <laughs> to uh, Spinal Tap. Um, G minor is a key you're not seeing a whole lot of rock bands work in. Right. So I'm a fan of that. Um, and oh. just boom, 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 boom. It's it's very early. They might be giants. It really it taps is. into that yeah. early style. It felt very sort of first or second album esque. Mm-hmm. Or or like a uh, your own worst enemy kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. Which I always found that as like a throwback to the duo era when uh, that came out. And that is just Linnell as well, with a little bit of cello by Garo Yellen that just came up on uh, uh, an episode not long ago. Yeah. Cool. I love these little Linnell just like tossed off things. Like he wrote this in an afternoon. There's no way he yep. spent more than say five hours on this song total from like writing the first words to having the whole thing recorded. I'm positive. Yeah, and it's, MIDI keyboard it, vocals. Musically, yeah. it's pretty simple too. I mean, I I learned to play it on guitar. You're gonna hear my my cover slash parody of it in a little bit, but it's G minor through the entire verse basically and then the chorus is just uh i think it's g minor b sharp b flat c and d what is yeah b sharp is it b sharp c and d yeah but the funny thing is the the verse b sharp is that simpsons joke because a b sharp is a c (laughs) Oh. <laughs> b sharp b flat c a b sharp is an harmonic b equivalent yeah b flat c. b sharp but the funny thing is the verse which is again just one verse i mean just one chord which is g minor he's going all over the place with his vocals he start i don't know what the octave range yep. is but he starts high and he goes low but then the chorus which is four verses i mean four chords sorry the chorus has four chords and there's one note i mean he goes up a little bit like He's going to have to amputate, yeah. but it's just it's just one note yeah. on four chords. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. it's like complete, you know, difference. Verse one verse or the verse has one chord and all these notes, and then the chorus has four chords and one note occasionally too. But yeah, it it brings to my he's stealing the trick from two great songs of his. She's an angel is B the entire verse. Right. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. J- just B. Just B. Right? Uh, it's just like this is only G minor the whole way through. Then the super monotonous, you know, rhythmic but single note melody uh, he does in Erase. He does that in the, uh, yeah, in the choruses yeah. of Erase, uh, which I didn't even notice until... Me and Bob Nana was on that episode. We listened to an, uh, a chiptune version. So lyrics stripped away, and the synth is just like, boop, 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 boop. It sounded like it was like Morse code or something. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really yeah. cool little trick. Yeah. So, Great anyway. song. Do you, yeah. do you want to... So there's no live versions of this. They really should do... They should just play the whole album. I mean, it's 23 minutes. Just do, just yeah, it'd be a fun one to through. throw in there live. Yeah. And get Hair Ned in there. Justice for Hair Ned. There's no song for the character Hair Ned. He got left out. I think he was a last-minute addition or something. I can't remember the story on that. So there's no live versions, uh, but we do have a couple covers. Should we do Matt's first? Yeah, let's do it. So Matt Curtis is a big supporter of the pod. Shout out to Matt. I, I want you to come on. I know we would have a good conversation. We talked a lot online. He... 
is always promoting like my charity project projects without me asking him to or anything like he pushed purple to pay really hard when i put that out a year ago like he was the one that made a big post to miss the miscellaneous t facebook group you know it's like three thousand people in there um talking about oh this just dropped greg did this thing check it out everyone should buy it he's purchased i think every charity thing i've put out uh stuff even that is not just he's always he's all about supporting artists and buys music um to support his friends and artists that uh you know tmbg and otherwise yeah. uh and he it also turns out he's a very good guitarist he's a very so good guitarist. on youtube he's yeah. got a yeah a video of himself playing his classical acoustic i'm glad i'm finally the owner of a classical acoustic so if you search uh so in 2020 matt c curtis is the name of his channel dr sci it is the only cover in existence until you made one so i'll drop that in here What'd you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, his guitar playing, it, there's no vocals, right? He's just playing, but he does some no. really, really cool things with the fretboard to kind of uh, reinforce the melody while only playing a G minor for that part, right? So just very talented. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It was really, really cool. People need to watch uh, him play that, just have that G minor with his ring and it his pinky, great. especially yeah. just dancing all over, stretching that pinky. Yep, definitely a classically trained uh, guitarist. His style, uh, you can tell by his technique. He knows what he's doing. He does. Matt, big fan. come on the show. Very cool guy. Do it. You'll Very love cool it. Guy. So tell us about, uh, yeah, because you proposed this to me. You're like, did you ever have the guests do covers? I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, and you're like, well, this will actually be a parody. So tell us <laughs> about the, you know, the impetus of this yeah. creation. Yeah, so... So again, my name's Andrew. My last name is May. And so when I was in optometry school, so I'm an optometrist, a doctor. And uh, when I was in optometry school, um, me and a friend made a couple parody videos. Um, one of them was a rap. One of them was like, la- you know, that Lazy Sunday uh, SNL skit with Andy Samberg. Of course. We did that. I we love did, Lonely Island. Yes. We did uh, Script in a Box was the other Andy Samberg one that we did, that, you know, with him and Justin Script Timberlake. Script in a Box. And it was, it, and so anyway, I was A May. That's just what I went by. And um, so I'm like, you know, this would be cool to like just write a silly song about me being Dr. Sci-Fi, Dr. A May. Um, so yeah, I just kind of listened to the song a bunch and thought, is there, you know, what can I do to sort of change it to make it interesting? I First of all, I love doing parodies. Um, I've sent you a couple, but I do a lot of parodies for my work. So uh, we did one called Eyes Eyes Baby. You, oh, you do? Um <laughs> And we did one called the, oh, the Ramones yeah. one that I, I had sent to you is was I want to be dilated instead of I want to be sedated. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. You can't read this. Or you I'll can't touch this. In. Anyway, done a lot of parodies over the years. Love it. And uh, so that's kind of my, my thing is I just like taking stuff and, and changing it around and making it new. So, I mean, you grew up on Weird Al too, right? I, I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect Weird Al and obviously have heard a lot of his stuff and think he's very funny. I know a lot of people see parallels with him and the Army Giants, but I, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a Weird Al fan, but I enjoy his stuff. And, and yeah, what I do is kind of very Weird Al-esque. So um, but oh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dr. A. May kind of, you know, finally got some lyrics uh, together that I was happy with. And um, the big problem that I had was that I had not played guitar in a long, long time. Um, so I had to get my Why calluses not? back. Uh, just busy, man. Six kids and work uh, is just busy. Uh, so I was six kids, Catholic, really, really happy. Are you no, Catholic? Not That's Catholic. a Jim Gaffigan bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know Jim Gaffigan. It's a six kids, Catholic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you yeah, would have been him. thinking, wow, yeah. his mother really likes sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, so. continue. <laughs> no, no, no. So, anyway, um, so that was probably the hardest part was just getting my fingers back into shape. And uh, finally, I, and now I'm yeah. playing like 20, 30 minutes a day, which has been awesome. So this has been a great kind of Booyah. excuse to get back into it. I'm about to go buy a new acoustic guitar, which I'm so excited about. Um, oh. So anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I recorded this and uh, and I uh, had a fun time doing it. So uh, one of my favorite parts is actually the uh, the kazoo solos. <laughs> yeah. I really so like let me go ahead and, and drop it in here. Okay, let's do it. So people can uh, check it out. see you now but understand that paramount to his day is lunch and his name is dr a may he'll see what's wrong with your iris see what's wrong with the gyroscope that's stuck in the middle of your pupil his license came from a reputable school a college called these eyes are super cool don't contact the dean, that's the rule. His ring is a phone, and it tells him you're alone in the chair, just waiting patiently for Dr. A. May. He wants to be sure that your eye is not a dud So he'll inject your retina with a little bit of alien blood He wants to make sure that you are blind Because he's kind, he wants you behind The vision of a deaf orange rind I dig the kazoo solo. Yeah, your your lyrics tell people. I mean, people can understand you pretty well. Uh, yeah, and it's just guitar and voice, so that helps too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what what were some of your favorite <laughs> lyrics that he came up with? Because I yeah, I the whole thing is well, is this is catered perfect. to a they might be giants audience. So I I did put a couple little subtle nods to to TMBG in here. So you've got the gyroscope, which is from the ABCs. Uh, Let's see. He, so uh, let's see. I'm trying to think how it starts. He'll see you now. Um, gosh, I can't even remember my own lyrics. Let me pull them up. Um, let's see here. Dr. A. May, where's it at? Here it is. He'll see you now, but understand that paramount to his day is lunch, and his name is Dr. A. May. 
So that, that's just a crappy doctor thing, right? I don't care about you. I care about my lunch hour, right? Uh, we'll see what's wrong with you. Right. He'll see what's wrong with your iris, see what's wrong with the gyroscope that's stuck in the middle of your pupil. So I kind of wanted to do a quick little or a, a loose <laughs> rhyme with iris and gyroscope, but I also wanted to include, yeah. you know, gyroscope is, is a song they use in ABCs. Um, honestly, probably my, my favorite part of the lyrics is this first uh, chorus. His license came from a reputable school, a college called These Eyes Are Super Cool. Just don't contact the dean. That's the rule. Um, like, yeah, you know, it just my favorite just, part as well. Yeah. It, I just, and I really that's where to... the Dr. Nick reference comes up. Uh, did you attend Hollywood Upstairs Medical College, too? <laughs> <laughs> upstairs makes it. Yeah. Beautiful, so, man. I love that you did that. This is incredible. Uh, I think you should get back on the parody uh, train for They Might Be Giants songs. Well, you've done them a lot for work, but let, let's do... Can you do a birdhouse one that somehow has to do with optometry? I bet you could think of something. Uh, so... I will yeah. do my best. Think I on would, that. I would love to come back yes. on the show and do another. And so, if I do another, uh, if I do another ep- uh, song on the on a, another show, I, I'll make a parody. Oh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And if I can come up with a birdhouse one too, I, I know I've I've played that one on guitar. So, um, I know it's a pretty complicated it's song, but I, I bet I could figure something <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, I bet I could figure something cool. out. Cool. Um, and then the second verse is his ring is a phone. I wanted to kind of you know switch it around instead of he, his phone rings. His ring is a phone. So like my wedding ring is a phone and it tells me that you're all alone in the chair just waiting for me. He wants to be sure that your eye is not a dud. So inject your retina with a little bit of alien blood. So there's the other, you know, subtle. Yeah, I think that's from the, ah, right? Ah, yeah. um, and yep. then the, the final chorus, he wants to make sure that you are blind because he's kind. He wants you behind the vision of a deaf orange rind. So just, uh, you know, just kind of random there at the end. But I, yeah, I had a blast doing it. It was super fun. So thanks for indulging my parody desires and, um, Anyway, hope you liked it. Came out fantastic. Uh, what are you gonna score this song? Okay, well, I, you know, Andrew I kind of want to be like A-Man. you, where I'm not just giving out high scores. So the song is fun. I think it's great. I, I think it's not a not a nine. I don't think it's in the nines for me. Um, I'd probably give it an mm-hmm. eight point two. Eight point two. Yeah, solid. Uh, so the only escape team songs that i've done uh i'm actually talking on thursday to jordan d white uh an editor at marvel comics about chip the chip on thursday okay cool so this is a double uh double escape team that'll actually air first okay. uh-huh so i've done duncan of course of course and i've done uh corrupted lyle and it's actually been over two years since i've done a escape team song so doing two in one week getting back on the escape team train i'm loving it uh i think i like this one better than corrupted lyle and duncan for sure okay. i think i'm gonna go uh, and i kind of like the toss off feel i don't know if that really holds it back at all but i think i'm gonna go um i gotta go 6.5 just because it's i mean yeah it's one of those i want like if we had live versions right um, right right yeah just to amp it up a little bit like if i heard it live it would probably make me like the song even more it's an interesting little song little like exercise that linnell like i said probably did in an afternoon the 6.5 that yeah and then mine is probably what like an 8.5 at least then my parody 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You're just kidding. Better than the original. Uh, yeah, take that one out. Uh, <laughs> so, Andrew's Daily Five is your podcast, and people can find that everywhere. Podcasts are uh, sold for zero dollars. Correct. That's right. Yeah, you'll get exactly what you paid for it, which is nothing. It is a lot of fun. I have a great time with it. So, Greg is gonna. So tomorrow we're gonna record. Uh, Greg is going to count down his favorite 10 artists of all time. Um, so that will Woo! air at the same time. We're going to air these at the same week, so you can go listen to those. I just finished my 90s countdown, and then I've got a couple little small series uh, with some friends uh, next week and the week after. And then I'm doing the aughts, the greatest songs of the aughts or the zeros, yeah. however you want to call them. But uh, I have a blast doing it, so yeah, I'd love for you guys to come listen. And at some point, I will count down the greatest. They might be giant songs of all time. I have so many friends that love listing things. It's just something fun to debate. You know, it's totally trivial, but it's totally fun. And all you listers out there, uh, check out Andrew's Daily Five. Yes. Dr. A. May, thank you so much for being on the show. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you very much for having me. Yep, we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 